BMW, up there in the disunited kingdom, has had a thought bubble worthy of three-prong. Well done. A senior executive genius or geniuses up there has decided that it might be a really nice idea to gouge owners 10 quid per month for heated seats. <laughs> and let's not forget, one's ass could at times be stone mother-loving cold in the UK. Welcome to the brave new automotive world of functions on demand for a monthly subscription fee. I'm John Cadogan from AutoExpert.com.au and for just 10 bucks a month, dude, I will get you a new car cheap. <laughs> for an extra five bucks, I will let you, uh, you know, Visit the website, and for an even 10, you can reach up and click my card anytime you want throughout the whole month. I suppose for 500 smackers, I'll even send Tiffany around to your place and she will warm things up there considerably, which will almost certainly make your little bit of Australia less shit. She puts the whip in the cream, that woman. This video is sponsored by Olight. Winter sale on now from 8pm tonight until Thursday at midnight on the 21st. Link in the description and pinned to the comments below. Discounts up to 35% off selected products. We'll have more on that in a sec. And some uplifting nuts right at the end, which is always quite nice. But first, let us deal with this thorny issue of Bavarian subscription gate. Righteous indignation erupted across America last week when it was suggested the Bureau of Bavarian Money Wastage might invade the land of the free and the home of the Fifth Amendment with a 30 buck a month subscription fee to activate the heated seats on the way home from, I don't know, in and out Burger in South Dakota in the middle of winter or something. After all, the mafia does business this way, right? This is arse heating in the manner of an Al Pacino and Joe Pesci inspired protection racket. <laughs> Think you'd agree. But how much outrage are heated seats actually worth on a prestige vehicle? More than I thought as it happens. So much fake outrage was whipped up over this that Bavarian money wastage Murica saw fit to wake up and douse the flames of fury with an official statement. If a vehicle is initially ordered with heated seats, that option will remain fully operational for the life of the vehicle. BMW Functions On Demand, on the other hand, is designed to offer premium features through software upload that use data and sensors from factory option hardware already built into BMW vehicles. Well, thank Kerr Eist and the son of every other alleged god that nobody's actually going to ransom anyone's existing heated BMW seats. What a friggin' relief. We can all sleep soundly tonight. 30 bucks a month if you ever want to feel that warm leather on your buttocks ever again. 
a deleted scene from The Godfather. Many of you have asked me about this pressing automotive issue. It's big, isn't it? And to you, I would say, it's here now, dude. Even in Australia. The Schittsville Connected Drive Bavarian Money Waystage store will today allow you to drop 450 smackers on your fine German chariot to unlock, for example, wireless Apple CarPlay. And or 259 Schittsvillian micro pesos for automatic high beams. And or 650 bucks for adaptive M suspension. These are all one-off fees that will unlock the joy of, for example, never again having to plug your iPhone in for eternity, right? Subject, of course, to your car being compatible with said wireless upgrade. Like, it's not magic, dude. The car has to have the hardware, okay? But if you'd prefer to be gouged monthly today, you can pay 19 bucks a month to turn the onboard camera system of your Bavarian money incinerator into an onboard video recorder. Yes. Like, who doesn't want that? Automatically or manually, the BMW Drive recorder films your surroundings for up to 40 seconds. This allows you to document critical driving situations in road traffic without having to do anything more. You can try this system for a month for free, which is of course how drug dealers do it, and then pay monthly or sign up for a whole year for just 79 bucks. That's like eight months free. Three years for $189 or lifetime, lifetime of the car presumably, not you, for just 429 bucks. But in the style of a late night infomercial, wait, dude, there's more. With the BMW Drive Recorder, you can also collect wonderful memories of especially beautiful routes at the press of a button. Integrated cameras mean that it is easy to shoot videos. Ah yes, those beautiful routes. Remember to get signed releases would be my advice. Cure the insomnia of everyone you know with your personal compendium of Australia's shittest traffic in 40-second grabs. Meditate to gridlock on the M2. Be inspired by the drama of cockhead deathwish tradie cutting me off in his overloaded Ranger wild track again. Who could forget the remarkable spontaneity and comedic brilliance of random dude taking a piss near the Richmond Road off-ramp? The smash hit four-season Emmy Award-nominated series Assholes Who Cut Me Off Because They Just Presumed I'm a Rich Wanker. And personal favourite, the remarkable self-help series be superior. 300 times I didn't bother indicating in traffic this week. All for only 19 bucks a month. Seems like a bargain, doesn't it? And uh, okay, dude, like it's not Top Gun Maverick, but the Ari Alexa and those Zeiss Master Primes are pretty clearly overrated. Everyone I know says so. <laughs> Look, we all subscribe to all kinds of things already, right? It's been kind of normalised. Netflix, Amazon Prime, cloud storage, whatever. 
I cut these videos using Adobe Creative Cloud, which gives me Premiere, or Premiere if you're in Morocco, Photoshop, Audition, Acrobat, programs like that. And it's like 80 bucks a month or something, and it's always up to date, so that's kind of nice. Your car's registration is essentially an annual subscription that you pay to use the roads, and I guess you could view insurance in kind of the same way. It may well be that in the future, BMW could build, for example, a single sport or luxury focused version of a future, say, three series, and they could sell it to you with most of those premium features grayed out for some poverty price, and then you could pay a monthly fee to unlock the level of luxury or sporty prowess commensurate with how you'd like other wankers to perceive you status-wise. But there has to be a balance, right? The steering and the lights, they pretty much have to work out of the box. Do they not? Otherwise, are you really buying a car? I do, however, know plenty of people who would pay to unlock 50 or something extra kilowatts from the powertrain. For them, that would be a pretty easy sell. However, You'd be properly spewing, I'd suggest, if you paid A.V. Jennings the big bucks for a cookie-cutter mansion in a brand new development, and it was like 30 bucks a month to unlock the flush feature on the toilets, or 20 bucks a month to use the oven. And this is pretty much the philosophical line it would be dead easy for some hard-headed Bavarian bean counter to trip over on his way to executing this kind of commercial system. And of course, there is the minor inconvenience that, for example, the heated seats on a Kia Seltos GT line are pretty much identical to the arse-toasting arrangement in your fine BMW, and they probably even come from the same friggin' supplier, dude. Except that the Kia offering is quote-unquote free, at least in the context of a monthly ransom. Until the time when subscribing for automotive features is normalised and presented in a way that actually represents good value, in the context of luxury perhaps, paying a car maker per month to keep your ass warm, etc., is really an IQ test. If you pay, you fail. The nuts coming up in just a second, but right now Olight has a sale on tonight for the next four days. Like, I carry a Warrior Mini 2 every day and it's been super useful here in the fat cave and out in the field. And one of my favourite torches is currently 30% off, which would be the Warrior 3S in four custom colours right now. This thing is a friggin' powerhouse too and it's only just, admittedly, pocket friendly. Tactical switch on the back, it's got two settings, friggin' bright and, Jesus, that's bright. 1850 lumens for the son of God brightness. There's thumb switch on the barrel as well for lesser intensities. You just press and hold to adjust there. It's water and drop proof and it'll run for 55 hours on the lowest setting. Torch like this is going to last you for years and it will be reliable. Like when the chips are down and you really need light, you can depend on it. This is the O-Bulb Pro now. Where did I put that? Oh, yes, here. The O-Bulb Pro. Pretty timely given all of those power failures the authorities keep warning us about, right? Like 
These things might look like toys, but they're not. They're really not. They run for up to 84 hours on a single charge, and they fully charge in just three hours off a magnetic USB connection at the back. You can control them by an app from your smartphone. It's got seven modes. I'm cycling through them now. But the two most useful are this strobe arrangement, like a warning strobe, and probably the warm white that you would use to illuminate the room if the power goes down. And these things are under 55 bucks, right? During the sale, that's 35% off. They're pretty tough as well, being IPX7 waterproof and 1.5 meter impact resistant. So this is like one device that you can afford to keep in the car. You can keep it charged in the car. It's there for emergencies. It'll light up your home if the grid goes down, if something goes wrong out in the field and you need to signal for a rescue, then there's your overnight beacon. You can give one to each kid, maybe, as their personal oasis of light during some upcoming power failure. And finally, the Baton 3, another torch I really like. This finish is called Stainless Steel and it's tiny, dude. Just under 80 bucks at the moment with 20% off. It's IPX8 waterproof and it pumps out up to 1200 lumens. There's five different modes, including a Firefly mode that's just five lumens, which is great for preserving your night vision if you're wandering around the campsite or something. The big party trick here is, right, you just clip it to the brim of your cap, and I'll try and do this, you know, without getting it too horribly wrong. Instant head torch, right? Built-in pocket clip comes with the torch, and there you go, right? Your car breaks down in the middle of the night, and you've got both hands free to do whatever the hell it is that you need to do to get you back on the road. And how many times have you wanted both hands free doing that in the middle of the night? It's always the middle of the night and in the rain, sleet, whatever. Generally freezing, never happens on a bright sunny day. Anyway, link in the description and as usual, big thanks to Olight for sponsoring this video. I need to agree with Peter Doyle cause my wife complains furiously if you are swearing while I am watching. I don't swear when talking with people I don't know. And yes, I did unsubscribe for a while for this reason. Is this language you use talking with your family? How many former wives do you claim? David right there now. Let me get this straight, okay? He unsubscribed principally because his wife did not approve of him watching me. Now, call me old-fashioned, but I've never understood how a grown man can require the imprimatur of his wife before watching something he wants to watch on YouTube. Like, I'm bad at relationships, but is this what a relationship is at its core? Is it control of the media that you consume? Like, honey, is it okay with you if I watch this, please? I'm never going to understand that, dude. Like, you could write me the explanation over and over and over in Helvetica 24-point extra bold and hand it to me every day, and I'm still not going to understand needing a wife's approval to watch whatever the fuck I want to watch. But then I do have five ex-wives, so perhaps these two facts are linked. 
Perhaps I should have asked them if it was okay to watch, for example, Isaac Butterfield, who is a great Aussie YouTuber who coined the glorious expression, fuck you to the moon. <laughs> Hashtag respect. Move over, William Shakespeare. To Dave O, I'd say, dude, you're just missing the point. I said that I swear conversationally because I treat YouTube like I'm having a conversation with a mate down at the pub. And obviously that's not going to work for Davo because his wife would probably not allow him out to join us in that context pretty clearly. She wouldn't approve. I probably would not swear during a job interview, but I think I'm past that stage, but I wouldn't swear when I was talking to the Dalai Lama, probably not going to happen, or the Governor fucking General, you know, being sworn in as Prime Mincer or something. But in most other relaxed, casual conversations, shit, yeah. Oh, I think that a demoleculizer could break down molecules of a liquid type of fuel with water into our atomic gas separated atoms then combusted in the cylinders. Our atomic carburetor. David Mayhall there. Thank you so much for the emoji of the fuel bowser there, DM, in case we all didn't know what fuel was, which is, let's face it, a real risk on a car channel, isn't it? Big thinker, obviously. On the vexed issue of atomic gas separated atoms. Dude, there are only six single atom gases in existence in the universe. Helium, neon, argon, krypton, xenon and radon. Last time I friggin' looked. They're all over on the right-hand edge of the periodic table and none of them burn. Still... I am prepared to whip down to super cheap and grab a new demoleculizer and just have a crack. Yes. Laws of physics and chemistry. Like, who needs them and what could go wrong? Let's just approach this with an open mind. But yes, I hope the science police can track David down and revoke his license very soon before he does any further damage to the epistemology of reality. I am a toolmaker and was apprenticed to my toolmaker father in the late 70s. He died early 80s and I'm still getting over it. Dude named Cafe Racer Duke there and I'm guessing that's not a real name but it is a real issue. I'd have to say I'm very sorry to hear that about your dad and nothing I can say is going to be helpful but it's probably really not a get over it sort of thing. It's probably more of a come to terms with it kind of issue. Mortality is such a bastard. We're never going to understand it or come to terms with it, I'm sure, primarily because the party just goes on, doesn't it? Only from time to time, inconveniently and tremendously confrontingly, people you know and love get ushered out. They just get told to leave without warning often. I'm pretty sure Mr. Duke's dad would be quite proud that he followed in his footsteps. And toolmaking, if you don't know, is just a ridiculously complex and highly demanding undertaking. You gotta move things by amounts you can't see to make parts to tolerances that you can't feel. And whenever I think about that, it's flat out a superpower. I worked for a toolmaker from the age of 15, so perhaps I'm a bit biased on that. His name was Charlie Raiden. 
he was kind of hard but fair, and I'm not sure I liked him that much initially, but I certainly respected him from day one, and I, I grew to like him so much, right? I'm, I'm sure that he opened my eyes to that wacky world of clearances and tolerances and rakes and interference fits and feed rates and chip formation and surface speeds and depth of cut and all of that stuff. I'm sure that that is what allowed me to endure the cognitive assault of engineering at university, which I did find very painful indeed at times. Mr. Raiden is dead now too, and he passed when I was still at uni from memory. And it's a deep regret of mine that I never actually got the opportunity to sit down across from him as a proper grown-up and thank him so sincerely to exposing me to this spooky world where tenths of thousands of inches really do matter surface gauges and dial test indicators and all the sexy toys. I guess that's just part of life too, dealing with regrets of that nature. And the past is a bastard because it's so friggin' uneditable. Anyway, that's all I've got for you today. Sorry for the sobering conclusion, talking about actual serious stuff and the comparatively few swears in today's episode. Despite these shortcomings, thank you very much for watching.